Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean of SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com. This program is a spiritual gathering without walls, a satsang without walls, on the radio airwaves and World Wide Web, exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, meditation, mysticism, and books, East and West the mystics of the West and the mystics of the East and the mystics in between, the path of the masters. This week's program features my top 10 list of recommended spiritual books. Certainly not the only 10. I could have a top 100 list, but it would take more than an hour to go through it all. My top 10 list begins with a book called Songs of Kabir from the Adi Granth. Translated into English by Nirmal Das, published by State University of New York Press, Sunni Press of New York. Kabir was one of India's greatest spiritual masters and poet mystics, and his words, the earliest words attributed to Kabir, are to be found in the Adi Granth, the Sikh scriptures of India, also known as the Guru Granth or Sri Guru Granth Sahib. These are the earliest recorded words of Kabir, who was a great poet mystic, the Rumi of India, if you will. Kabir is both a lover of the Supreme Being, a Bhakta or follower of the way of bhakti, the way of love and devotion. And when it comes to religion, Kabir is also quite often irreverent. He is someone who is speaking to not only the spiritual seeker, but to the guy on the street. And sometimes he doesn't have flattering things to say about religion. Quite often he puts spirituality into two categories, the genuine spiritual seekers and masters and uh, saints who are real, for real, genuine, and the corporate chains of corruption, if you will, institutionalized religion, not so much in the genuine category. So there's a kind of irreverence to Kabir poems quite frequently an interesting blend of devotional bhakti and a willingness to jab at institutionalized religions. Kabir says, Prisons of paper with gates of ink, stones have drowned the world, and pundits are robbers on the road. Kind of a perilous thing this world of religious leaders and sometimes the scriptures that they quote from. Prisons of paper with gates of ink. Yes, Songs of Kabir from the Adi Granth, the earliest known words of the historic Kabir to be preserved. Death enshrouds the whole world, including all the superstitious wise men. Kabir says... Only those will be freed who find the path of love. 
Kabir, in his poetry, uh, in this book and certain other books too, the Bijak of Guru Kabir, speaks uh, about the human condition as an alien in this world, someone who is coming from a perspective of a divine realm not attached to the physical plane at all. So it's sort of like the extraterrestrial who's just visiting this planet, giving his commentary. Don't you people know you're going to die? Why don't you know this? You know, he's he's kind of speaking outside the human condition, the normal cultural conditioning uh, that he sees all around him, the drunkenness, the intoxication of the material plane that we use to cope, to get by uh, another day from day to day. What use is prayer, penance, worship when your heart loves another? Friend, tie yourself to God. You cannot meet God through wisdom alone. Toss aside greed and people-pleasing. Throw away lust, anger, and pride. Religious practices tie people down with self-pride. They all get together and worship a stone. Kabir says, I have found God through devotion. By becoming simple-hearted, I met God. Songs of Kabir in the Adi Granth. Translated by Nirmal Das, published by Sunni Press of New York. This I thought I would interject here. It's actually from a different book called The Sakis of Guru Kabir, a book called Kabir Vani. Guru Kabir warns everyone and says, one should make someone his guru or spiritual master, spiritual teacher, only after thorough verification about him. One should drink water only after filtering it in order to save oneself from contamination. One who adopts a guru without making proper verification about him has to remain continuing in the 84 lock modes of existence of living beings in this world. In other words, staying stuck in the wheel of death and life, the wheel of reincarnation and transmigration. If someone makes someone his guru without any verification about him, and that guru turns out to be false and cunning, how could that unqualified teacher bring fulfillment to the ultimate aim of his disciple's life, says Kabir. Kabir Vani a collection of 1,008 Sakis of Guru Kabir. Is someone going to be your airplane pilot who's never flown, who's sitting in the cockpit with a manual on how to fly a plane and they've never flown before? How are they going to transport their passengers anywhere safely, right? And so Kabir here is saying the same thing. Uh, Be very careful who you pick uh, as your teacher, Right? Is it someone who's ever flown before, or are they just reading a book about flying and have never actually had any experience ascending the skies before? But Kabir is someone who very much uh, believes in a system of living teachers. 
he was the founder of a lineage of masters. And in fact, he said that if that lineage of teachers becomes corrupt, he's coming back again to reestablish the spiritual lineage of masters in the world again. So uh, there was Kabir, and then that, he had a, a disciple that he appointed to be his spiritual successor, and that successor uh, or successors appointed other guru successors, and you have a lineage, just like you find in Tibetan Buddhism with the Dalai Lama. Before the 16th Dalai Lama was the 15th, and before the 15th was the 14th, and before the 14th was the 13th, and so on. You have, in the East, lineages, of teachers and that's a kind of process or an attempt at a process of accreditation of legitimized uh, teachers as opposed to just someone printing up some business cards hey everyone I'm the Mahatma Uh, the ink is drying on my business cards that I just had printed up come on come unto me all ye who are also heavy laden and you know so on it doesn't really quite work that way there is no such thing as self-appointed teachers in the east it's really a matter of a legitimate master appoint appointing a legitimate successor uh you know in an attempt to try and uh, uh legitimize certain teachers and keep things as pure as possible Guru Kabir says, I was being crushed like seeds in an olive press, but the true Guru set me free. Love, old as all my births, flickered once again. Another passage from Songs of Kabir, translated by Nirmal Das. And I want to share with you about another book of Kabir, part of my top ten list today. The Brahm Nairupan of Guru Kabir is one of my favorite books. The Brahm Nairupan of Guru Kabir, A Journey to Enlightenment, The Ultimate Reality. Satlok, the true eternal, timeless spiritual realm, is your true dwelling place where there is eternal bliss, says Kabir. The Brahm Nairupan of Kabir is finally a published book. Originally, I saw a few verses of it being published in a magazine called Kabir Voice. A few verses per issue of Kabir Voice. So, uh, a number of years ago, I combined all of those uh, short uh, series of quotes into one longer section. You know, there were like verses 1 through 5 in uh, one newsletter and in another Kabir voice newsletter was a few more verses and eventually I posted all of them together and got up to uh, verse 45 Brahm Nairupan verses 1 through 45 and then the president of the Kabir Association of Surrey BC Canada who's a friend saw that I did that and I encouraged him to publish the whole thing. I really was very impressed with the Brahm Nairupan of Kabir. And eventually he did. I actually picked the cover for this, an icon of Kabir, which they actually used for this book. The Brahm Nairupan of Kabir, now a paperback book and Kindle ebook that you can find easily at Amazon. 
The Brahm Nairupan of Kabir, translated by Dr. Jagasar Das. Just look for Brahm Nairupan of Kabir, Dr. Das, and you should be able to find it. The Brahm Nairupan of Kabir, a very beautiful teaching. Seven attributes of the seeker. Deep concentration. An easy disposition. Depth of sincerity. An initiator of noble actions. Listening to words of wisdom. Compassion for all beings. And virtuous conduct. There are so many wonderful things to be found in this book. The Four Virtues. Discernment of the reality from the unreality. Detachment from worldly things. The six assets, control of the mind, control of the senses and body, faith in the teacher and scriptures, endurance in the face of hardship, indifference to religious rituals, hmm, and proper concentration in meditation. And number four, intense longing for liberation, what's known as jiva mukti in the East. Jiva Mukti, the liberation or salvation of the soul. So many beautiful teachings are to be found in the Brahm Nairupan of Guru Kabir, which is a collection of sayings of wisdom. There are, what is it up to? About 300. Long uh, after my post at Yahoo featuring 45 verses. Uh, this, book, this book got published and has 375 sayings attributed to Guru Kabir. Number three, the complete Bijak of Guru Kabir. The Bijak is also a book not for, I mean, the Brahm Nairupan is pretty much designed for the spiritual seeker, the spiritual uh, disciple on the path. Songs of Kabir from the Adi Granth could be both addressed to spiritual seekers or people on the street. The Bijak of Kabir is in that same category. It might be something studied by uh, satsangis or disciples of a spiritual path, initiates of a master, but it's also intended, it's also intended for people on the street. It's really aimed at uh, the Indian population, people who are followers of uh, various religions, followers of various uh, ritual or tradition. It's very Gnostic. Some of these Sakis are almost like Zen cones. Uh, it's another fairly early, though somewhat edited, collection called the Bijak. The complete Bijak of Kabir features all of the sections of the Bijak in one volume with commentary by Dr. Jagasar Das and was recently published and can be found at Amazon in the form of a paperback as well as Kindle ebook, uh, the same translator of the Kabir Association as the Brahm Nairupan. This uh, new book is now available called The Complete Bijak of Kabir. Guru Kabir's Mystical Teachings on God Realization, Dr. Jagasar Das, translating into English and commenting on 
the Bijak of Kabir, a very impressive work, a true grassroots satsang template. Uh, these can be read at satsang or spiritual gatherings. Wonderful to have, featuring sections, uh, all of the sections of the Bijak in one volume, uh, which is uh, rare to find. And this is, as far as I know, the only commentary on the Bijak that exists in the English language. The word Bijak means treasure. So the Bijak means this is the treasure map to get to the divine treasure. And quite often Kabir uses the metaphor of jewels, spiritual jewels. Just as a coded document shows the way to a hidden treasure, so this Bijak shows the way to realize the soul. It teaches such words to the soul, but there is seldom anyone to understand them. A, co a common refrain uh, of Kabir in many of these Kabir books, these Kabir scriptures of the East, is very few people get this. Very few, very few people will understand these words. Very few people will put this meditation to the test to see if it really works. Very few people will get me. Very few people will understand. Only rare souls will get this. Only rare souls will see. Only rare souls will hear. A path uh, not with big numbers of followers, but a small number of seers and those who are practitioners of the meditation practice. Kabir says, Jewels and stones fill the world. A rare one tests them. The tester is greater than the jewel, so very rare. A dreamer wakes from sleep, opens his eyes and sees the creatures are looting each other, and nothing is lost or gained. It's just dust, right? The whole cosmos is filled with dust and dark matter. You can't take it with you. And it's just dust anyway. Until there's a heart on heart, no happiness. I've shouted this for four ages. The true form is in your heart, says Kabir. He's shouted this for four ages. Uh, there is this belief that Kabir came during once of the four yugas, during once uh, uh, in each of the four yugas of time these vast epochs or ages of time, lasting millions or, in some cases, billions of years. And Kabir came during each of these four ages to establish the spiritual path on the planet Earth. So Kabir is not considered someone who meditated and became enlightened. Kabir is um, considered to be enlightened from birth or before birth. He is considered to be one of the Sixteen sons of Sat Purush is considered to be a divine messenger who occasionally appears in the world to establish the spiritual path. So he's not just a saint, he is a born saint, someone who has always been a saint, uh, long predating civilization, long predating Kali Yuga. And uh, Kali Yuga got started around the time of the Mahabharata War. Krishna, Bhagavad Gita, 
So, uh, and that's just the latest yuga, Kali Yuga. There are, f- there are three other yugas before that, uh, each of them many millions of years long. So we're talking about a very kind of cosmic being when we speak of Kabir. The soul is beyond race, gender, religion, age, nationality, caste, social conditioning, says Kabir. When the soul becomes separated from the body, who can say what is its caste? Who can say whether the soul is black, white, red, or yellow, or whether it has caste or not, whether it is hot or cold? Who can say if the soul is Hindu or Turk, old or young, or whether it is female or male? Think about this, Kabir says. No one pays attention to what I say. Whoever accepts my word will understand my teachings. Isn't that amazing? May Kabir and humanity in general fully comprehend Kabir's teaching here about the soul being beyond gender, age, religion, race, and caste. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio, more book reviews, the top 10 books I recommend. This week on Spiritual Awakening Radio, stay with us. Welcome back to Spiritual Awakening Radio here on HealthyLife.net Positive Talk Radio. My name is James Bean, streaming live with you every week at this time on HealthyLife.net, exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, and books. This week, my top 10 list of recommended spiritual books. I wanted to briefly return to one of my books that I mentioned earlier, the Brahm Nairupan of Kabir, and share another reading from this book, one of my favorite books. The first part of devotion is to abolish doubt and illusion, and offer service and worship to the teacher who shows you your true nature. The second part is to serve saintly people, or do siva, And the third part is the repetition of the eternal name with love, Simran with love, repeating your sacred word or mantra with love or bhakti. The fourth part of devotion is to listen very faithfully to teachings that awaken spiritual knowledge. And the fifth part is the removal of the influence of maya, illusion, in your life. Satlok, the eternal abode, is your true dwelling place where there is eternal bliss. The happiness of this world is transitory and false. Having the wisdom to know the difference is the sixth part of devotion. The seventh part of devotion is to always speak the truth just as you have seen or heard it. The eighth part of devotion is to have equal vision towards all beings 
and to know that the same soul dwells in all of them. Regard their happiness and suffering as you regard your own. And the ninth part of devotion is to have nobility of character so that your thoughts, words, and deeds create no enmity with anyone. It is praiseworthy to have compassion, generosity, and other noble conduct toward every being. Isn't that amazing? The Brahmanirupan of Kabir. The fourth book I want to mention today, Harmony of All Religions, English Translation, Exploring the Inner Light and Sound Meditation or Mysticism of the Great World Religions and Sant Tradition of India by Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. Harmony of All Religions by Swami Sant Seviji explores inner light and sound mysticism in the great world religions Hinduism, Jainism, Buddhism, Sikhism, Islam, the Judeo Christian tradition, and there is a wonderful chapter dedicated to the Sant tradition of India, a living, mystical, or Gnostic type path. One of the most impressive books I've ever read on comparative religion and comparative mysticism is Harmony of All Religions, taking this study to a whole new level. This book contains chapters on the Vedic tradition, Krishna, Gita, Hinduism, Bhakti, Yoga, Jainism, Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, or Sufism, Sikhism, and the Path of the Masters, the Mystics of the East. There is also a biography of the author as well as the editor's note. Depth is a word I often find myself using to describe the writings and uh, teachings of Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj, who resided at the Maharishi Mehi Ashram in Kapagat, Bhagalpur, Bihar district, India. He passed on a few years ago and left behind some wonderful writings, including Harmony of All Religions. And I'm going to do a program on Harmony of All Religions in the very near future, plus quotes from Swami Sant Seviji from other sources as well. I want to share one passage today from Harmony of All Religions by Swami Sant Seviji, one of my favorite quotes from him and from this book. The individual soul has descended from the higher worlds, the realm of the divine, to this city of illusion, bodily existence. It has descended from the soundless state to the essence of sound, from that sound to light, and finally from the realm of light to the realm of darkness. The qualities or dharmas or natural tendencies of the sense organs draw us downward and away from our true nature. The nature of the soul or Atman draws us upward and inwards and establishes us in our own true nature. Returning to our origins involves turning inward, withdrawal of consciousness from the senses and the sense objects in order to go upward from the darkness to the realms of light and sound. We experience this phenomenon of withdrawal as we pass from waking consciousness to deep sleep. Another way to express this is to go inward from the external sense organs to the depth of the inner self in meditation. The natural tendencies of the soul are to move from the outward to inward. The current of consciousness which is dispersed in the nine gates of the body and the senses 
must be collected at the third eye center. The tenth gate, or third eye center, is the gathering point of consciousness. Therein lies the path of our return. The tenth gate is also known as the sixth chakra, the third eye center, the center located between the two eyebrows. This is the gateway through which we leave the gates of the sense organs and enter in the divine realms and finally become established in the soul. We travel back from the realm of darkness to the realm of light, from the light to the divine sound, and from the realm of sound to the soundless state. This is called returning back to the source. This is what Dharma or religion really intends to teach us. This is the essence of Dharma, says Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj in The Harmony of All Religions. You see there is here a kind of descent or fall of the soul and then through meditation a choosing to go back again and full circle the soul ascends again through these steps of darkness to light to sound to that realm of the divine beyond the sound called the soundless state or Anami Parush, Sat Parush, Radhaswami, the Supreme Being who is beyond the light and beyond the sound. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio after these messages. Spiritual Awakening Radio continues. My name is James Bean. At the end of this program, I'll give you my email address. I can send you links to these books. Some of these books are online for free. Others are at Amazon, and I can tell you how to get them. Or other places online, I can send you links and information about all ten of these books. So pay attention for my email address and text message number, and you can learn more about these books. My list of uh, top ten recommended spiritual books on today's program. Number five, Philosophy of Liberation, a manual of Mat mysticism by Maharishi Mehi Paramhans, the goals and practices of the Sant tradition of India. This was the first book in English to feature the teachings of Maharishi Mehi in the lineage of Param Sant Tulsi Sahib, the famous saint of Hathras, India. It's a very technical and complex book, and that's precisely what I like about it. This is not syrupy, hallmark card greetings coming out in favor of puppies, kittens, and chocolate, you know, simple stuff 
to please crowds in social media. This is raw technical detail about meditation practice and living a spiritual life as it's been done in rural India for centuries without any regard about trying to get popular and troll for disciples in the Western world. This is just how it's been, how it's been done in uh, Indian mysticism in the countryside of India without regard you know, uh, of, of Westerners and trying to water things down and appeal to disciples in the West and make more money by reaching out to Westerners by simplifying the, the spiritual path. None of that. Philosophy of Liberation is a very technical book, and that's what I really like about it. It's depth and genuineness. It is a, a manual of mysticism and one of the most impressive books I've ever seen on the subject. It's not a super long book, so it's an intense read, but it's only about 60 pages long. I've got it online for free at archive.org. The desire for an individual to be free from sufferings and to attain happiness of absolute peace is naturally present in the hearts of all. The purpose of Saint Mat the path of the masters is to provide a system which fulfills the desires of attaining absolute peace, says Maharishi Mehi. Uh, he uses the word peace like the Upanishads do. Thus ends the Upanishad. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Total tranquility and peace in the word Om Shanti 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 Book number six A Spiritual Seeker's Guide Giving proper place to spirituality in your life you will be happy and peaceful in all circumstances whether they are favorable or unfavorable you have to give more attention to this and enrich your life to the extent that man's heart craves and yearns for spirituality, God's grace is bestowed in the same proportion. You have to utilize your feelings and emotions to turn inside and engage in sadhana, in meditation practice. This is from the Spiritual Seeker's Guide. I've put this book online for free as well at archive.org. It is a Radhaswami book affiliated with the uh, branch of the Radhaswami faith that emanates from Agra, India. And it is wonderful. It is a book addressed to spiritual seekers, people who are just getting to know the spiritual path. So it's in a bit of a, more of a simple language, uh, like what I just shared, about the, the, the merits of following a spiritual path, uh, adopting this and how this works is serving as a great introduction to the way of the mystics, the way of the masters of the East. A wonderful book. I can send you a link to this book. I have it at Scribd as well as archive.org. A Spiritual Seeker's Guide. Number seven, Sarbachan Radhaswami Poetry and Prose, a three-volume set by Swamiji Maharaj of Agra, India, the great saint of Agra, also known as Sant Radhaswami Sahib. His earthly name was Seth Shivdayal Singh of Agra. His great spiritual classic, Sarbachan Radhaswami Poetry, is one of the most otherworldly books 
of spiritual poetry I think uh, ever uh, written. Really, it's really it's in the form of poetry, and he was a fan of Rumi. Uh, and so there is this tradition of the lover and the beloved captured in there. But unlike Rumi, Sarvachan Radhaswami poetry is a very technical, uh, describing various heavenly realms and regions. So imagine someone having a near-death experience. And then instead of writing a book saying, I saw this tunnel of light and, there were, and then this being appeared before me, imagine instead that they were a Rumi type person and wrote it all as poetry. And that's kind of what Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry uh, is like. Uh, it's a three volume set. You can read these online uh, as well as uh, get them in hardcover form. There's a couple of different translations of it that are available. One of the most otherworldly books ever written in the, in the mystic poetry category, uh, written by someone who was very much a very advanced mystic, who from a, the age of six or a very young age, meditated in this little mystic chamber, this meditation room within a room in his home in Agra, and he was kind of a spiritual astronaut, mystic, exploring inner space for so many decades. And his poetry shows that. I mean, he really was a very serious explorer of the heavens, more so than just about anyone in the last 500 years. Number eight, book number eight, The Inward Journey of the Soul by Swami Vyasanandji Maharaj. I'm going to be doing a whole program on this book, so I'm just going to mention on today's show, running short on time, that The Inward Journey of the Soul by Swami Vyasanandji is now available at Amazon, and it is a wonderful manual of meditation practice. It's an Amazon Kindle ebook you can get through Amazon. And it is an amazing book. I actually helped edit it myself into English because it's very difficult uh, trying to go from Hindi to English. Sometimes it takes a little effort to, to make it come out clear and understandable. And it, it's a very wonderful book on meditation practice. It's all about the practice. It's all about meditation practice. After the break, books number 9 and 10 on my top 10 list of recommended reading. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. could really do programs on each and every one of these books. I'm in a rapid sort of way dashing through on today's program, exploring the top 10 spiritual books, my top 10 list of spiritual recommended reading. I can send you links to these books. Many of these books are online for free or downloadable PDF files. A few of them may be found at Amazon. I'll tell you how you can locate these books. I've got some of them on my website. Send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. 
James at SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com. My website is SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com. You can send me a text message at this number, 508-603-9381. 508-603-9381. At my website is a donate button, which you can use to help keep this program on the air, alive and well and growing. There is a blog button where you can see various blogs, newsletters, and articles going back years in the archive of my blog. There is a HealthyLife.net podcast button where you can go and download shows. MP3s of this program, all podcasts, are up at HealthyLife.net for about a three-month period. So download them today as MP3s. There are buttons at the website for daily spiritual quotes at social media sites. There is a Facebook button, a Tumblr button, and a Twitter button there at the website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. A reading from the book, The Inward Journey of the Soul, a new Amazon Kindle e-book by Swami Vyasanand. Kabir has said, a rare practitioner who abides by the knowledge given by the Master listens to the subtle sound of inner space. Swami Vyasanand says, first that sound emanates from the Ajna Chakra, the third eye center. A practitioner who can withdraw his mind from the nine gates of the body and concentrate at the third eye center. He or she alone is able to hear that subtle sound. A sample passage from The Inward Journey of the Soul. Book number nine on my top ten list of recommended spiritual books is The Gnostic Mystery, a connection between ancient Gnostic mysticism and modern mysticism by Professor Andrea D.M. Lane. Most of the books about the Gnostic Gospels are very dull, boring, academic, written by people who are not into Gnosticism and don't get the spirituality of the Gnosticism. So you have this sort of academic dry view, largely informed by Orthodox Christianity, who once thought of these Gnostics as evil heretics, and isn't it wonderful they're all dead now? And instead of their scriptures being perceived as being another great collection of world scriptures, like Buddhist sutras or Hindu Upanishads, something like that, they're given this sort of lesser status at the back of the bus, so to speak. And so it becomes this sort of, uh, you know, kicking around the bones of the dead in the sands of Egypt, going on an archaeological dig, checking out these books of the dead, uh, introduced by people that don't understand Gnosticism. So rather than all of that, it takes one to know one. Professor Andrea Diem Lane is very much exposed to a contemporary Gnostic path from India and does a wonderful job exploring the wisdom and spirituality of the Gnostic Gospels in her book, The Gnostic Mystery exploring the diet, the lifestyle, the goal of Gnosticism. Why would someone become a Gnostic? What are the goals of Gnostic spirituality? What's the meditation practice of the Gnostics like? 
All you have to do is read the Gnostic Mystery. It's still a wonderful introduction to Gnosticism. It's an online book you can download for free. Send me an email or text message and I'll send you a link to this wonderful book, which is so much nicer than so many of the other books out there on the Gnostic texts. And book number 10 on my top 10 list of recommended spiritual reading, The Anurag Sagar of Kabir. Kabir's Ocean of Love. Full circle, we again return to Kabir. And full circle again, we return to the ocean of love and all consciousness, where souls, drops of the divine, eventually flow back to along the rivers and streams and rivulets of the cosmos, emptying out into this ocean of love. The Anurag Sagar of Kabir is the most Gnostic text of India. It's a kind of mythological epic about the creation of the multiverse and about the origin of evil. I wonder what Joseph Campbell would have thought had he been exposed to this book. If you do a kind of Joseph Campbell power of myth analysis, you get a lot of parallels between the Anurag Sagar, Gnostic texts, and others about the origin of evil, the fall of a lesser god, in this case known as the Kal Naringen, the lord of time, death, and illusion, the negative power. In the Anurag Sagar is presented a kind of struggle of the ages, a kind of Gnostic Manichaean struggle between the positive power known as Sat Parush and the negative power, the Kal Naringen. And a certain percentage of souls follow one or the other. For those who follow the positive power, they learn of the meditation practices which protect one from the forces of illusion, the sacred names, the inner light, the divine sound, which can dispel the illusion. So it's very much about this struggle between positive and negative forces in the cosmos, and very much is like the Matrix. Hey, I'm Morpheus. Take the red pill. Wake up from your sleep and follow me. Learn the secrets of what's really going on in the cosmos and become a child of the divine light and sound. Some very cosmic and familiar themes are found in the Anurag Sagar of Kabir. Once again, my email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com if you'd like to learn more about any of the books I've mentioned today or text message me at 508-603-9381. I hope you've enjoyed today's top 10 list of recommended books. Mm-hmm.